0: Hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop? How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Did you know that 71% of LGBT people are scared that they will not have enough money to live out a happy retirement? It's surprising and concerning, but this week we have something that can help calm a bit of that anxiety. We are joined by David Freitag of Mass Mutual. David brought to our attention a government benefit that you are already paying for and what might be just might be the number one reason you should get married and to do it pretty quickly. <laughs> we want to thank David and Mass Mutual for being such ardent supporters of the LGBT community. We also want to thank Mass Mutual for supporting this podcast. So let's get into this great topic. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance
1: for the masses. All right. Let's go ahead and dive in. Well, welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. We're I'm very excited about today's topic. Um, you know, we got uh, we have done some work with Mass Mutual before, um, and they reached out to us a couple weeks ago saying they had some information about Social Security benefits that a lot of uh, straight couples don't take advantage of, and I know that a lot of our LGBT peers um, certainly are not aware of this. So we're excited to um, learn more about how we can better take advantage of uh, Social Security. Uh, benefits, especially since we're all contributing to it. So we might as well uh, maximize the return that we get on that. So today we're um, hosting David Freitag from Mass Mutual. He's a uh, financial planning consultant. He is the genius that brought us this wisdom and he's going um, <laughs> to okay. expand upon it uh, so that all of our audience can t- take advantage of it. So welcome, David, to our show.
2: Well, well, it's really my pleasure to be with both of you today. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun and engaging program. Uh, I'm excited about this uh, change that happened in 2015, because it basically leveled the playing field, you know, across the country relative to Social Security. Uh, Social Security, when it was designed, really was comprised of three fundamental benefits. It was a life insurance program with survivor benefits. It was a disability insurance program for folks who couldn't work. And it was an annuity retirement program for folks to support them when they stopped working. And it's funny, because prior to June of 2015, when the Supreme Court case made same-sex marriage legal in all 50 states, uh, individuals who were not married only had access to two of the three benefits. They had access to the retirement benefit, and they had access to the disability benefit. But now that the playing field has been level for everyone, that adds this third component of survivor benefits and spousal benefits. And David and John, this is really, when we talked earlier, what makes me so excited to pass this particular message along. to folks that might not really understand this wonderful thing that happened and getting access to these survivor benefits. You know, there's an interesting statistic. And by the way, these statistics come through June of 2016, the Social Security Administration publishes these overreaching overview statistics. So once a year, we get them essentially this time this year. So I'm going to look back at 2016. Uh, In the United States, there are 60 million beneficiaries of Social Security. Incredible, when you think about it. (laughs) Uh, 44 million of those folks are pulling retirement benefits. Uh, But 11 million are pulling disability benefits. But think about this one. There's 6 million people that are taking advantage of these survivor benefits, which really uh, people in the gay community really didn't have access to in many instances because their marriage was not recognized as legal in all 50 states. But put this in context of the monthly cash flow that's being put back into the United States economy. It's $74 billion dollars. And I really want to pause here. That's $74 billion a month being Holy pumped God. back into the economy. <laughs> wow.
0: and, and this is just the survivor benefit portion?
2: No, the survivor benefit, that's the total benefit oh, okay, package gotcha, is being gotcha, put, okay. put back in. Still, that's gigantic? And again, wow. 44 million are retired, 11 million are disabled, and six billion are survivors. Right. But you talk about a, a, an important part of our society – you know, there's two legacy benefits that have been left to us from FDR's administration. One is the FDIC, which of course is on the front door of every bank in the United States. <laughs> right. and, the, and the second one is the uh, Social Security system, started in 1935. So we have we have seen over time that Social Security has become part of our lives, and I think the good news, particularly for for your for the community uh, of El- GBT is everybody's now equal right. and everybody gets access to exactly the same income stream. But the thing that surprised me probably more than anything is after this law was passed and everybody was sort of excited about the legal side of all that is they kind of forgot about, wow, all of a sudden now one more leg of the social security system is now become available at no cost, by the way, right. to people who are in recognized same-sex marriages. So it's a, it's a wonderful
0: Happened. Right, and David, we really appreciate both you and Mass Mutual bringing this to our attention because I think that's one of the things that uh, that as a community we are starting to discover is what equality really means. What does equality mean to us? It's not just the ability to go down to the courthouse and get married and become Mr. and Mr. or Mrs. and Mrs. Uh, so it's, it's a lot more. There's so many of these nuances that our community either was, I I don't want to necessarily use the word ignorant of, but maybe blissfully ignorant of, we just, we weren't aware of them because it was just something we never talked about. Um, and maybe it was something that our parents were aware of or our siblings were aware of, but as, as, Gay individuals, we probably weren't aware of these, and no one really ever talked to us much about them because I don't know. Maybe for for our for our sake, they didn't want us to feel left out. But it's nice that we have this opportunity to talk about this and and really expose something that this is what equality means. It's getting all of the benefits that are that are uh, in a sense uh, deserved or we've already earned.
2: But you know, that's, that's really a great point. But I don't there shouldn't be any uh, guilt or, or feeling of, uh, of ignorance about this. MassMutual did a study uh, in 2015, where we had very scientifically designed a, a group, an audience of over 1,500 people. And we went out and said, "Hey folks." Uh, what do you know about Social Security? And this is the, <laughs> the regular population. And one of the things that we found out is they didn't know anything either. Uh, I was two out of five couldn't get over half of the, of the simple 10 questions that we asked. You know, two out of five got less than 50% of them correct. Uh, one out of the whole, uh, uh, whole 1,500 was able to answer all the 10 questions. So there is ignorance across the entire country about this program. And it's crazy because if you look at how much – FICA tax you pay, which is of course what generates the benefit stream for the social security system. In many cases, people pay more in FICA taxes than they contribute to a four hundred one k program.
1: That's true. Yet
2: they will sit back and look at how much they're in their four hundred one k model, talk about asset allocation strategies, work uh, and try to figure out you know what's the best rate of return that I can use with different sub accounts and funds, where in reality they're the value, the economic value of their social security program will be worth far more than whatever comes out of the 401k benefits. So it's an important subject. And I'm sort of missionary about this. I want to try to spread the word as much as possible so that people understand what's happened. And and one of the things that we want to talk about today is this evolution of the survivor and the spousal benefits. Those only happen if you're married. So again, folks that weren't didn't have access to this prior to June in 2015 now do and they are significant benefits.
1: Can you um, explain lot, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. Just can you Go explain ahead. the definition of each of those or the difference between each of those please?
2: Yeah, I think it's important even though they both start with an s they're quite
1: different. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: a, a, a spousal benefit means you can receive of the worker's benefit in retirement, uh, if you never worked a day under Social Security or never paid any FICA taxes ever, that spousal benefit sort of throws back to an earlier time when someone stayed home to facilitate the family and there was a worker that went out to generate income and, well, if you didn't have someone facilitating the family, then the worker couldn't generate the income. So we probably ought to have something in there for the spouse. Well, that benefit you qualify to get spousal benefit, A, you got to be married. And, two, you have to be married for at least a year. Uh, after that, uh, you can basically take a 50% benefit at your full retirement age. Uh, when uh, the worker retires, you're eligible to get that spousal benefit. Different than that though is the survivor benefit, which is potentially the bigger of the two. Uh, The survivor benefit is paid at 100%. So if you had uh, a couple, a worker and say a dependent, and the worker died in this particular case, the dependent uh, or spouse is eligible to receive 100% of that benefit at full retirement age Would be reduced for early filing for the rest of their life and never paid a dime into the system to get a hundred percent of that particular benefit and the crazy thing uh it's probably because you have to pay a little bit bigger price Uh, you really only have to be married for nine months to qualify for a survivor benefit and my whole point is and that by the way looks and smells like a giant life insurance policy it's a big (laughs) annuity that's going to pay this cash stream you know that goes on forever but My message is with access to these two benefits, any planning that took place prior to 2015 needs to be revisited because now cash flows are being injected into the future of of folks as they plan and execute their retirement that maybe they didn't know about or didn't understand or didn't really factor in as viable significant parts Of that retirement plan so wonderful opportunity to sort of clear the deck here it is 2017 we sort of got through all these legal issues now it's time to put on that planning hat and look into the future and factor into to the equation that these cash flows are real they're tangible and they're available to everybody
1: absolutely that's profound right so
0: David if you you don't mind I just like to reiterate I think what, what what I heard you say so for someone who is the spouse of, uh, of someone who was working and they themselves did not work after they've been married to that individual for a year, they become eligible for that benefit, that spousal, spousal benefit.
1: benefit.
0: And that, that spou- spousal, benefit. Right, that spousal That's right. benefit kicks in uh, after or at the time of retirement, right?
2: Yeah. Basically when the worker retires, uh, the spouse becomes eligible for that fifty percent benefit or a reduction because of early filing. And by the way, you can't take benefits from the Social Security system on the spousal side until you're at least age sixty-two. Okay. So you, you've got to be at that particular threshold of retirement before this becomes active.
1: Right. Okay.
0: And and then on the survivor side. Again, similar situation, you have an individual who is married and they want to take advantage of this survivor benefit because their spouse has passed away. As long as they've been married to this individual for nine months, yeah. they they can avail themselves of the, the survivor benefit.
2: That's correct. And there's a couple of nuances, as any government program <laughs> logically has, uh, the survivor benefit for the folks who are looking at retirement questions, at least, uh, start as early as age 60, not 62. And again, because of early filing, it wouldn't be 100%, it would be reduced because of those early filing. Think about this one. Uh, what if we had a married couple in their 40s with dependent children? Those survivor benefits become available to, the, to that couple as well. It's at 75%, not 100. But what a wonderful thing to know <clears throat> that a, a benefit from the government, which could be twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month, could be available to a dependent child or to a dependent partner who is taking care of that particular child. So it sweeps the entire uh, age range from really, I'd say, twenty-one on, when you're old enough to to do these marriages, that you've got a, an insurance package sponsored by the government, paid for through FICA taxation that allows you to <clears throat> allows you to collect those particular benefits as you go forward. So it's not just retirement, it's also survival.
1: So gotcha. so that I'm clear, are you disqualified if the if both spouses contributed to FICA taxes?
2: Well, no. Uh, there's always a relationship between the benefits. And it's the higher of the two benefits is going to be the dominant one that determines which direction that you take, which which gets us to something wonderful that's happened really in the financial services community since 2008 and 2009. Uh, It was bad economic times in 2008 and 2009, and people were scrambling to look for revenue sources and and sort of became sensitized to these benefits through Social Security, which most people kind of knew about, but they really didn't care. Well, all of a sudden, when bad times showed up, (laughs) access to these particular benefits became more and more important, and corresponding to that evolution were software development tools that allow you to model your Social Security benefits. Some are available online, some are free, some you can use through financial advisors. Modeling those benefits wasn't really something people did prior to 2008, 2009. But now in the good news is we can do that. And to answer the question, the best thing to do is to take these variables and plug them into a software platform. And a software platform will will clear the fog and will allow people to see exactly what direction they should follow. And that's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that now in this world of 2017, we step back we look at the power that sits in the social security program, either for younger people or for older people, put them into some modeling tools to try to get a handle on what the future looks like so you're following the right strategy. Uh, at the end of the day, the numbers are going to be all over the place because they're going to change with inflation. They're going right. to change with uh, uh, you know different assumptions and different life, ex- life circumstances. But to try to get on the right plane with the right strategy becomes the key. Right. And so, for the folks that you're working with and that listen to us today, uh, I think it's time to start thinking strategy here
0: right. in 2017. Yeah. Right. So, you mentioned calculators or um, taking advantage of some of these tools. Um, right. Mass is that something that Mass Mutual has available on their website?
2: Uh, not on a website. We use it through our advisors okay. uh, that work with with our clients. Uh, But there's there's other ones. AARP, for example, has one that's interesting. It doesn't cost anything to use it. Uh, Sometimes having access to a calculator can be frustrating because you really don't know what exact data they're looking for. And I uh, obviously suggest working with someone who's familiar with this in this particular space. Uh, But I have got a saying here that one size fits one. When it comes to (laughs) Social Security now, for for everyone in your – who's listening to us today, uh, they need to understand there is no rule of thumb that applies to everybody. So you really need to have a tailor-made suit or a custom-made dress just for you. And that can be done, you know, either working with an advisor or working to understand how these benefits apply, because there's so many rules that people just get confused.
1: Right. So the message really is, you know, be aware of the spousal and survivor benefit that you might that you probably qualify for, and as you approach retirement, talk with a fi- uh, financial planning consultant, either at MassMutual or elsewhere, to figure out who's of the of the in the relationships uh, Social Security should take advantage of, uh, and make sure you don't pass up that opportunity. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yes, that's absolutely right. Uh, I, I think the capitalized value, and what do I mean by that? A family, let's say a couple, 70 years old. It's very likely that using the right maximization strategies uh, and if they've had successful careers and contributed to FICA uh, taxes over that period of time, uh, that they could have a cash flow of over $5,000 a month for the rest of their life adjusted for inflation. The capital equivalency (laughs) of that number is well over a million dollars. So folks need to understand we're not talking about insignificant things here. If a capital value dropped into your lap and it was worth a million bucks, <laughs> most people would just say, "What do I do now?" <laughs> and that's a, that's unfortunately kind of where a lot of people are. They get this capital asset, the equivalent of a capital asset. So, you know, I don't know what to do, and and so that's why they need to get to get some help. By the way, we keep talking about that FICA tax thing. Uh, I think it's important, you know, to to pay FICA taxes. You need to earn you, you earn these credits. These, they're called uh, credits for retirement or for participating in the system. And a credit in 2017 is $1,300. And you can earn four of those credits in a year. So if you make $5,200 or more in a year, you've acquired four credits. And you need 10 years of those credits to be insured for retirement. You have to have 40 credits to get in. You need fewer for the survivor benefits if, if you happen to die sooner than that for retirement, you need those 40 credits. But here's something that most people get confused about. Just because you have 40 credits, that doesn't mean you've qualified for the maximum from Social Security. Hmm. The maximum is based on 35 years of earnings. And that particular calculation determines how much you're going to get each month in retirement. So keeping that in mind, if you've got $5,200 a year that's going in as a minimum, and you're paying these FICA taxes into the system over a 35-year period, um, you've accumulated uh, resources that you need to understand. And I guess that's the purpose of the message of our call today, is now that we've got new rules and everybody's the same as everybody, let's get in and do a little bit of the homework to make sure that this survivor benefit and that spousal benefit has been properly quantified and worked into that plan for retirement.
0: So, yeah. so David, is there, is there a place that I could go today to look, to see where, where I stand? If I've, if, oh, if I've maxed, a, met that credit limit or. That's a,
2: that's a great question. That's a wonderful question. In the past, People remember we used to get what I legendarily call a green line form. You used to get a mm-hmm. form every yep. year from the government, had a green line on it, and it said, here's what your benefit's going to be at full retirement age, here's what would happen if you took it at 62, here's your benefit at 70, uh, here are the survivor benefits that would happen if you got hit by a car. Uh, in the wisdom of the government, they've stopped doing those, and now everything is shifted to online. Uh, www.socialsecurity.gov is the entry portal. It's a fabulous website. I recommend it to everyone. And for sure, another takeaway from this call is that everyone should have their own account with the Social Security Administration, and you do that online. And when you go socialsecurity.gov slash my account, it will take you to the portal. that will allow you to sign up and literally create your own little website with the Social Security Administration. And on that website, you can see exactly the projections for retirement. You can see what the spousal benefits would be, the survivor benefits. You've got access to contribution rates, your earnings history. You really need to have that. Uh, If you're over 60, by the way, the government's going to mail them to you. But if you're under 60, you only can get them anymore from having your own website with the Social Security Administration. Very I used to like getting to that
1: envelope every year. That's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh,
0: actually, I really appreciate this, David, because there are, there are a growing number of individuals in the LGBT community who have uh, gotten to the point where they're starting to, I don't know, necessarily want to say panic, but they're starting to have some anxiety around uh, retirement. And there, that's actually a large percentage of people who reach out to us um, are concerned about the situation that they're in. And... This may be a, um, a a little bit of a anxiety relief, a Xanax pill for them to, to be able to go to sure. go to this uh, go to this site. We'll definitely put this uh, in our show notes. The the, the link sure. here to how you can get to that. And uh, John and I'll take a look at it and see if there's any additional instructions and make sure we put them put those in the show notes. So we would encourage you after listening to this podcast, whether you're <laughs> concerned or not go out, create your account and check this out because it, it it's something you definitely want to use in your financial planning today. And if you're working with an advisor like David uh, or working with any other advisor, um, encourage you to, to share the information that you learn from this site with your advisor.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think this is really exciting. I, maybe I'm nerding out a little bit, but you know, the top two concerns of the lgbt community whether it's our own research or from another resource is always number 1 retirement and number 2 debt and if this can alleviate some or, or all of uh, the the anxiety around debt i think or i'm sorry retirement i think that's that's that does a profound amount of work for people exactly yes yeah, so
2: you know there's a tremendous there's another tremendous resource that i'd refer everyone to it comes directly from the social security administration i'm going to give you a number here It's called 05-10014. It's called What Same-Sex Couples Need to Know. It was revised for 2017, a handy pamphlet. uh, Easy to access online, uh, very easy to download and print. Uh, Anybody that's listening to this call, I'd have a few takeaways. And one of those is to go online and take a look at this particular pamphlet. the resources available on SocialSecurity.gov are fabulous. Uh, I just really recommend that site to everyone on an ongoing basis, particularly if you're, you know, getting into your late fifties and early sixties. I appreciate your idea about anxiety. Uh, lots of people can't sleep at night because they really don't know, you know, what's around the next corner and what are what is the magnitude of these decisions. And, and the way to solve that is with information. Right, and to get better informed about how this is all going to work.
1: I think the information that I've received is I need to keep David working longer, and then, <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be taken care of. The time. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and play sure. devil's advocate if you don't mind. Um, we sure. do have a lot of uh, with with same sex marriage passing, we do have a lot of um, non traditional families of all, of all sorts and stripes. Is it possible that not getting married would be beneficial if I were previously married? You know, that.
2: The answer is yes, but I'm going to put the caveat in there. It depends really on the size of the benefits. Uh, go back to that saying I used in the beginning, one size fits one. The only way you can really answer that question correctly is to get into the details and mm-hmm. look at the size of the benefits one versus the other. Uh, in most cases, though, I would say now having access to spousal and survivor benefits Marriage is going to carry a uh, a heavy. It's going to tilt the tilt the decision. Right. The the amount of money paid on a survivor benefit, particularly when there's an age difference, uh, could be certainly tens of thousands, maybe of hundreds of thousands of dollars, to the advantage of being married. But the true answer is yes, it might, but it. The answer, of course, is always cautioned with it depends, and we really need to go back and take a
1: look at the specifics. Right. So, in the scenario, if, if you um, we have a lot of, um, of of LGBT people who were in straight marriages prior to coming out of the closet or, um, or, or or getting into an LGBT relationship, uh, that that might be something they want to look at before they. Um, decide to get married to their same-sex partner right. um, to make yeah, sure that they make one cer-
2: yeah, Certainly if you're over 60. Okay. Uh, something about the age 60 in the Social Security Administration that gives you more flexibility and more choices. <clears throat> that If you're over age 60, then getting remarried really doesn't affect anything because whatever happened before age 60, you could still get access to. Um, but prior to age 60, getting married would be something you would really want to model. Take a look at the, at the strategy this is all come back to we talked about it before it's all about strategy it's all about trying to get on the right glide path just like a plane coming into the runway you want to make sure you're lined up and that everything is going to come in and be smooth uh, and a good time to do that is not 10 feet before you get to the runway and you know, it's a good time to just come in and get it lined up well in advance
1: <laughs> yeah don't wait till the last minute like unfortunately many people often do us included at times <laughs> yeah so
0: let, let me ask you: um, it, In this situation of a survivor benefit, I think it's called a widow or widower benefit. So, um, mm-hmm. so how does that actually work? Um, do I get my benefit uh, of my social pay, paying into the Social Security, and do I get the benefit of the of my spouse if they've passed away?
2: Well, you get the equivalent of the higher of the two checks. Okay. Uh, let's just take, let's take an example, Mary and Anne, uh, both 70 years old as an example. Uh, Mary's benefit is $2,000 and Ann's is 1000 Together as a family, they're getting $3,000 a month. Uh, the higher of the two benefits is the one that wins, but one of them is going to stop. Right. So that means the household income when someone dies is going to fall by the smaller amount of the two checks that can be planned for. And one of the things that I wanna encourage people to listen to this program, understand that the benef- you've got now access to this survivor benefit you've never had before. That's a wonderful thing. right? Uh, but on the other hand, there is gonna be an income loss. That's not such a good thing. Right. So again, it's one size fits one, but it's the higher the, the amount is how it is paid out is a little complicated for this call. Easy to show on a piece of paper, but a little hard to explain in words. But the easy way to explain it is that the, the one that wins is the higher of the two checks. That, that family unit now with only one person in it will be the equivalent of whoever the highest paid person was from Social Security.
0: All right. So I'm going to present a scenario with you for you and, and just kind of correct sure. correct me. I'm going to go back to okay. this situation you had, you had uh, Mary and Anne. Mary and Anne have been together, uh, let's say they've been together for 25 years. Um, they are 70 years old. It turns out that um, that Anne is. It's discovered that Anne is terminally ill. They have not gotten married. Would it then be to their advantage to quickly get married in the in the uh, event that they could then survive that nine month period, and then whichever of the larger benefits Mary would be uh, would be able to take advantage of and if that was the case if it was Anne's then she would have that advantage of being able to take advantage of that that higher dollar amount.
2: Yeah, so if if, if Anne is the one is if Anne's benefit was a thousand and Mary's was two thousand, uh and if Anne is the one that's sort of got the bad diagnosis here, it doesn't getting married doesn't help. Right. Um uh, because the thousand dollars is gonna go away. But it, if it was the other way around, it absolutely would make a huge difference because Anne would then get 2000 instead of 1000 for the rest of her life. Right, gotcha.
0: Yeah, so one of the things I, I, I guess I kind of would make, the, make a little clear here is that there, there are individuals in our community who still have some hesitancy to get married. Um, and some of them may feel like they're conforming to a societal norm that they don't necessarily want to conform to. But what we're talking about here is taking advantage of a government-provided option that can help you live out the rest of your years in the manner in which you've become accustomed, in in, in a sense. It, you know, that, that's something that you, have, you and your partner have paid into. And so, as David has mentioned here, we still have to look at the numbers individually. If you're in a situation like that, that maybe you've been hesitant to get married, it might be good idea, a good idea to call up your financial advisor and say, "How would this benefit us?" If it if it does, then it may be worth the trip down to the courthouse. <laughs> well, I
1: would add the caveat: it, it, it's not a, get, a government provide provide benefit. You have been paying into this right. in most cases your entire life if you've been working, uh, right. or your partner has. So take advantage of of of. of- you've earned it. Exactly, you've earned it, so take advantage of it. Don't pass it up, and that, that's, I think, what David's message is. Yeah,
2: yeah, I, w- I want to follow up on that comment. Uh, when I have when I counsel clients all over the United States and work with advisors and their clients, to that point, in this case, Mary and Ann, let's suppose that Mary uh, is the one that's got the bad diagnosis here. Uh, Mary has paid for that two thousand dollars to go to Ann, that's not the gift. It's right. something that was built into the FICA tax structure. right? And, and every day that that $2,000 gift is received, it's a statement of love coming back to the partner that says, mm-hmm. right. I did this for you, and you're able to collect this for as long as you live. Absolutely. It's an important, it's an important part of the whole thing. Let me talk about one other thing, too, that, that we think we miss with this dialogue, is the taxation of Social Security is tax-favorite. No matter what your income is, uh, you only have to report 85% of your Social Security check as income, which gives it a 15% advantage over every retirement plan in existence because retirement income is reported at 100%. -hmm. So in this particular case, Mary is giving to Ann not only a $2,000 income stream, but a $2,000 income stream that's taxed favored, because only 85% of that is reported as income. Those dollars from Social Security buy more than a distribution from an IRA. It's just the reality of how Social Security works.
0: So it's a wonderful thing. I have to laugh. I have to laugh. I was just calling David. John and I have not officially gotten married, and John just looked at me and he said, "This is why we need to get married." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's funny after uh, David and I, David Freitag and I, had a call a week or two ago uh, to talk about this, um, leading up to the, the recording. And um, as soon as we got off the phone, I, I text David, um, my David, Otten, uh, a, a message and said, "We have to get married right now." <laughs> and he started panicking. <laughs> why? What happened? What's going on? <laughs> I could. I, I wasn't eloquent enough to be able to explain it like you did, David. So thank you for coming on. Right. Our show. No. <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> and well, and anytime I can help you, I'd be happy to. Uh, <laughs> again, I said in the beginning, i sort of missionary about this whole thing. Uh, it's because everyone is the, has got access now to the same benefits to understand, and we know from Mass Mutual study that people just don't understand this. That the best way to start is to uh, start reading about it, uh, to get with an advisor, uh, to use software, to certainly sign up for access to your own account through the government program, socialsecurity.gov slash my account and become informed about it. Uh, we work with a, with a research organization, LIMRA, uh, that supports the life insurance industry and they publish documents or they publish statistics. And for average couples, Social Security can represent between 45 and 50% of their income in retirement. That, that size of that the size of that assets means you really need to know this and you really can't defer it and why not make a, a goal for 2017 is to get your arms around this and become no-
1: more knowledgeable about how it works? Yeah, if you're here I think it's, that's great information. If um, one of our listeners wanted to talk to uh, a financial planning consultant at Mass Mutual, how would they go about reaching out to, to mass Mutual?
2: We have offices all over the United States, uh, there's very, we have really quality people that work with us uh, that have access to all the tools that we talked about. Uh, we do have access to material on MassMutual website, which is massmutual.com uh, slash social security and you can read about uh, some of these benefits that are available to people. Another thing we might want to do in another one of these webcasts, we might want to get into the weeds a little bit and specifically structure our comments to people who were over 62 on January the 1st of 2016. Because those people are in a rarefied group that can do modeling strategies that still exist that others can't. Uh, And that might be a fun discussion to have together.
1: Yeah, okay. no, that might be a good follow up call for us to have. Um, you know, when I want to call out Mass Mutual just did a, a whole rebranding, um, and we we've partnered with Mass Mutual several times before, and we've really enjoyed that, that partnership. Mass Mutual just did a rebranding a week or two ago, and Dave and I are just astounded that um, they had the uh, courage or the um, the resolve <laughs> to um, to include a picture of a lesbian couple on the homepage of their website. Um, you don't often see financial services firms being that out uh, and supportive of the LGBT community and and mass mutual put that, I think it's like the second picture down. In fact, it's like way up there. Um, So that's, that's, that's very courageous and, and, and amazing on top of, you know, we had Betsy Cotting on several weeks ago or, Several months ago, um, and she talked about the vow to protect campaign, um, the commercials that MassMutual made um, that were available on YouTube, and that, that still make us cry. So um, <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why we love having Mass uh, MassMutual come on and, and share such great information. It's it's always very valuable. And so if um, if you don't have a financial planner, if you need some help um, putting your plan together, um, there's an amazing book called The Four Principles of a Debt Free Life, and one of the principles of that book is to have a financial plan. Uh, and uh, so if you need help. Uh, creating that certainly reach out to Mass Mutual, uh, or one of their advisors, and, and, and see if they can help you out.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely link to uh, the website, Mass Mutual's website, and the Social Security link that you provided uh, for us, right. David. We really appreciate those. Both of those, we'll you know, have. Links pa- to Paul that. will
2: send you that. Paul will send you that too. You know, one of uh, the thing, the analogy that we use here in the company is planning for retirement is sort of like climbing a mountain. And it's accumulating money over time. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, the strategy is, well, how do you get safely down the other side? And, and you need a plan. As much as the, important as the plan is to get to the top, it's equally as important to have a plan to get down. Yes,
0: that's and,
2: true. And, and the folks that uh, you know, are are listening to us today need to understand there's two kinds of plans. There's a plan on the accumulation side, which is actually kind of simple. But then there's a plan on the distribution side, and that's not so simple because now you have to factor in cash flows from Social Security, survivor benefits, spousal benefits, distributions from qualified plans, what's mandatory, what can you leave, what's the non-qualified money look like. It gets to be a little bit confusing, and, and when I work with clients, they just feel better when they get this laid out and have some sort of path to follow, and that's what I'm suggesting is everybody needs a path.
1: Exactly. That's, it's, that's exactly. awesome. Well, thank you so much, David, for coming on our show and and initially reaching out to us with this information. I think this is going to be hugely helpful to our community. Um, So we thank you for for sharing this with us and then uh, taking the time to come on our show. We appreciate it.
2: Uh, Happy to do it. And if you'd like to do it again, uh, just
0: let me know.
1: Absolutely. We would love to. Appreciate it. Thank you again, David and Mass
0: Mutual, for caring enough about the LGBT community to bring this message to us, as well as continuing to fight for our rights. As a matter of fact, did you know that Mass Mutual is one of the first financial services companies to sign on to the amicus brief that removed the Defense of Marriage Act? We appreciate your support, MassMutual, and we want to remind you that MassMutual deserves our support too. If you have any questions about your Social Security and how this has an impact on retirement, we encourage you to go to MassMutual.com and click on the Find an Advisor link and ask them the questions that you have. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses.
1: Okay, let's see if this card goes through for that $8,000 drink. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But everybody wants to be a part of the in crowd. Everybody wants to
0: look good my my decision was i'm not a victim i'm not going to stay and work someplace where this is a problem normally we don't drink on queer money but because (laughs) we're talking about a subject that david is rather
1: vanilla on (laughs) (laughs) grab a glass of wine because you're listening to queer money with the debt-free guys this is the only show helping our community do more and be more by talking about money from the queer perspective